Because God is a good God. God is a God of grace. God is a God of love. God has been faithful. That doesn't mean every circumstance is good. But it does mean that even in difficult circumstances, God is still worthy to be worshipped, to be given glory, and to be, have a thankful, grateful heart. Especially those of us that know the Lord where he's given promise that no matter what tribulation, Paul said the, the present sufferings are not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed. God has given promise. God has given faith and trust in him. And we want our hearts to be thankful. Another verse. I'm, I'm catching you there in Luke 17 in just a moment, but I wanted to just kind of sow these into your heart first. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. How? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Apostle Paul said, listen, don't worry and be stressed and anxious. Rather, pray. But he tells us to pray with a certain attitude. Prayer and supplication. Supplication is making requests, humbly coming before him with thanksgiving. God is not looking for us to come with a complaining heart or a hard or bitter heart. He's looking for us to come to Him with a thankful heart, making our requests known unto God. That verse finishes out, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. So God is looking for our hearts to be always in a posture of thankfulness. And when we find ourselves frustrated or or discouraged, there is still a place to be, there are still things to be thankful for. And we have to, we have to call to memory, right? Psalm 103, forget not his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not his benefits. We have to call to memory sometimes the goodness of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness of God. We have much to be thankful for. And God is looking for that to be a posture within our hearts. Well, Luke 17. This occasion that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem and he passes through Samaria. Now you know that Samaria uh, was kind of off limits to the Jews of Jesus' day. They were considered really to be separated from the Jewish nation. They were looked down upon by the Jewish nation. And the Samaritans resented the Jews for that kind of condescending view of them. And so uh, these were two people groups that were really kind of biased towards each other. And yet Jesus intentionally walks through this region of Samaria on his way to Jerusalem. Verse 11, Luke 17, verse 11. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Uh, Then as he entered a certain village... There met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. Now, stop there just for a moment. This is come, Jesus is giving them instruction right out of the book of Leviticus. The priests were to examine a person's sores or... Uh, you know, ailments to determine whether or not they were clean or unclean. Leprosy was, was considered to be unclean. If someone had leprosy, they were to be separated from the community. 
They were, they were not to be fellowshipping in relationship with the rest of the community. They didn't want disease to spread. They didn't want these things to be uh, contagious. And so if what was once thought to be leprosy became well, you had to go back to the priest, show yourself to the priest. He would examine you again and say, okay, you're, you're now clean. You can be put back into you know, fellowship, back into worship life and and be a part of the community again. So Jesus, these men are lepers, and Jesus is kind of getting ahead of things. He's saying, go show yourself to the priests. Well, we're lepers. We already know what the priests are going to say, but they go. They go in faith. And what happens? Look with me. Uh, the second half of verse 14. And so it, was at, uh, so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. They take this step of obedience. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. Well, okay, we already know. We, we've already been to the priest. That's why we're in this condition. We're unclean. We can't come uh, into, into community. But we're going to go and obey Jesus. Let's see what happens. And as they go, their leprosy. Can you imagine? You know how deforming and and uh, horrible leprosy is. I mean, it's very visible. It's very, uh, very you know, grotesque in some cases in its advanced stage. And can you imagine on your way to the priest, all of a sudden, things are, you're, you're well, you're healed, right as you're journeying to the priest. What a miracle. Verse 15, And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And so Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not, uh, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. It's a Samaritan. Of the ten lepers, apparently some would have been Jewish. Jesus is surprised that only one came back. But there must have been some Jewish men amongst the lepers. You know, even Samaritans and Jews found company when they both became leprous. Then they just kind of had to make do together. But Jesus points out that, you know what, ten went and were healed, but only one and not even one of the Jewish countrymen, but a Samaritan, has come back to glorify God. And Jesus clearly is indicating, bless this one who has come, but where are the other nine? Should not all have come back? Can you imagine being healed of leprosy in that day? Should not all have run back to give glory to God? And it says that when he came back, he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. It produced a worship. It produced a gratitude. It produced, produced a thankfulness in his heart that the other nine seemingly didn't feel compelled to do so. They were so caught up, I'm sure, in the miracle, but just let's run home and tell family that we're well. They just completely went back to their lives before they were ill and, and forgot to come back and give glory to God. And my thought is this for us tonight, because some might say, well, gosh, I guess, you know, if I were healed of leprosy, I, then I'd be thankful. But I want you to, to recognize that, you know what, God has been good to you in so many ways. 
And you need to, you know, just like the other nine, you can get so busy and so caught up, God blessing you and you just enjoying that, taking for granted that, and just forgetting to come and give glory to worship Him, to honor Him. It says that He came and He fell down, bowed down before Him. Very expressive worship. No shame. No self-consciousness. I've been healed of leprosy. I'm going to worship this Jesus who's touched my life and changed it forever. And we all have something to be thankful for. I'm thankful tonight I don't have leprosy. How about you? We, have, we, can, be, we can fall down and worship Him just for the, the, the health, the relative health that we enjoy. And I'm thankful tonight. thankful for the Lord's blessing in my life. I'm thankful for the ability to, uh, to be a pastor and the call of God in my life. I'm thankful for you and you being here tonight. And, and that I, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm a new pastor. I'm, I'm grateful to God for allowing me that privilege. You know, I can get... thankful tonight that the Lord has saved me. I'm thankful tonight that when I was a teenager in high school, going down the direction you know, bad stuff, um, someone shared the gospel with me. I heard the gospel and I knew in my heart that I needed God and I, and I gave my life to Christ. And it's made all the difference in my life. Not that I've not made mistakes. Not that I've not, you know, had ups and downs as a Christian just like everyone else. But I'm so grateful tonight to know Jesus. I'm so grateful that the verdict over my life is not guilty. I'm so grateful tonight that my sins are forgiven. And that I have a future and a hope not only in this life but into eternity uh, with the Lord. And I want to encourage you tonight to be thankful. Don't be like the other nine. Be like this one. That's why I always try to encourage you to be expressive in your worship. You know, um, I know it's hard, but come early. Come ready. And come to worship the Lord. Uh, He's always worthy of it. And if we can get our hearts and focus on that, I believe uh, it will produce a thankfulness in our heart. Just a few verses here, and I'm going to... Uh, we're going to give it some opportunity for testimony, and then we're going to fellowship tonight. With, we'll close out with some worship, and we have soup, chili, and some nice warm things next door to fellowship with this Thanksgiving Eve. Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. You know, that, that phrase comes up often in the Scriptures, especially the Old Testament throughout the, the Psalms and other places. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good. 
That is his nature. That is his character. That describes who he is. He is goodness in perfection. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Not only is he good, but he is merciful. And his mercy endures. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you grateful? Have you ever needed his mercy only to find out you would need it again? Aren't you glad it endures? Aren't you glad that, that it doesn't run out? That the mercy well is not, you know, wow, you're getting down to the bottom, buddy. You're just about out of mercy here. You better, three strikes, you're done. <laughs> the mercy of the Lord endures forever. The mercy of the Lord endures forever. Finally, Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, that is by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The exhortation for the New Testament that now, because of Jesus, and by Jesus, because Jesus has given us access. This is the Hebrews, Jewish converts, and he's uh, these are Jewish converts that were that, that were accustomed to the Judaism practice. They they understood the sacrifices. They understood the holy of holies, the unapproachableness of God. And Hebrews describes in great detail that now, because of Jesus, we have this unlimited access. Come boldly into the very presence of God. Now that you have this opportunity, now that what was forbidden is now invited for all, oh, take full advantage by Him. Let us continually offer the sacrifice. But we're not offering the sacrifice of of animals and the blood of goats and lambs. We're offering the sacrifice of praise to God. And He tells us what that is. It's the fruit of our lips. You don't need to bring a uh, the, the, the harvest anymore, the first fruits, you're not bringing the, the uh, you know, sacrifices of animals or the burnt offerings. You're just bringing your life, your heart, and you're offering up the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to His name. Let it be done continually. A grateful heart. There's power in a grateful heart. There's a, there's a, there's a medicine for the soul in a grateful heart. There's an encouragement for all as we meditate on what God has done, as we're mindful of this wonderful salvation that we have. You know, life is, in this life, there will be tribulation, Jesus said. But what? Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I'm ready for a little good cheer, right? right? We're coming into this holiday season. The angels would announce, you know, good peace on earth and goodwill toward men. The God who is good, the God whose mercy endures forever, has come to earth to save. In the person of Jesus Christ and for all who believe. What have you, what have you contributed? What have you done to earn? What, have you, what, what did you have to do to, to be adopted into this this great salvation, all you had to do was say, I believe in Jesus. I mean, it is so amazing. It is so wonderful. It is so good that we need to ever be thankful. We can always offer up the fruit of lips, giving thanks to his name.